Hello, and welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues, services, and activities of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition, we'll continue to talk about the county's new Fairfax 50 Plus Community Action Plan by focusing on one of the plan's housing initiatives called Universal Design. And with us today to talk about that is Matt Barkley. Matt is the director of the county's Disability Services Planning and Development Program. He also facilitates the county's Building for All Committee, a public-private partnership that promotes the development of homes with universal design features. Now, Matt is an individual with a disability and has in various ways advocated for people with disabilities at the local, state, and federal level for more than 15 years. Before coming to Fairfax County, he was a trainer and marketer on the National Council of Independent Living in Washington, D.C. Also worked for a number of disability programs in New York State. He's got a bachelor's degree in marketing and public relations from the State University of New York at Oswego. And a lot of great credentials there, Matt, and just honored that you're here with us on the Fairfax 50 Plus today. Well, I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much, Jim. Universal design. Um, we're talking about that concept and how the county is promoting uh, this concept of universal design. But I, I think a great place to kind of start is <laughs> what is universal design? What does that mean? Well, universal design is a really innovative innovative design philosophy. And it really just states that things should be designed in a manner that minimizes effort and is simple and easy for everyone to use regardless of their age or ability. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, kind of the same question. What does that mean? Can you give maybe some examples? Well, examples range because it really doesn't just necessarily apply to housing, okay. but things that you can think about like uh, pens, for example, how the traditional pen that you think of, mm -hmm. maybe those old clear plastic ones or even the number two pencil right. and how they've kind of evolved to be larger, mm. easier to hold on to okay. with a, a grip on them. Yeah. And taking I'm sitting it, here with one in my hand and I'm looking at it thinking about it right yeah. now. Yeah. And uh, how that's just originally something that was designed for older adults and people with disabilities, uh, but is something that has been adopted by everyone, and it's something that really caught on with the mainstream audience. Right. And uh, taking it to the kitchen, looking at yeah. can openers and uh, hmm. Good Grips products that you can get at Target or Bed Bath & Beyond or any major retailer, mm -hmm. um, those are things that really work well for everyone, make it easier to open a can, uh, cut vegetables or whatever you're doing. So those mm -hmm. that applying that design philosophy to tools that we use every day. And of course, housing is one of the most important things that uh, we interact with and it, uh, universal design certainly applies to environments as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a number of universal design features that people can incorporate into their homes ranging from minor things like having lever style door handles rather than door knobs where you need okay. the ability to, okay. to grab and twist, uh, having handrails on stairways, uh, higher positioning of outlets, uh, reinforcements mm. for, for grab bars, and then some of the larger things like having uh, wider doorways or a no-step entry or a threshold free shower. Hmm. Okay. We'll go into into detail a little bit more about some of these and some other questions that are kind of popping in my mind. But I, I guess a, a key important thing to remember is that when when someone hears the word universal design, that I guess a key takeaway is that universal design is not just for people with disabilities. It's universal. I mean, it's for universal design. It's right. universal. Yep. It's for everybody. Intuitive and simple and easy for everyone to use. Yeah. And of course, I 
come from the disability rights perspective and and that translates well with a lot of older adults who may develop a disability as they age right. but we're really talking about things that work well for everyone and i've just observed that people generally like a lot of accessibility features they don't necessarily want to have to walk up a flight of stairs to go into their own home or like to have extra space in the bathroom to maneuver or sure. go through a doorway so it really works well for everyone for families with children if you're moving into a, a new home i know when i was younger i used to move about every year and lugging a soap a sofa up and down oh, a yeah. flight of stairs yeah. isn't any fun uh, just uh, with strollers, groceries, it's a lot easier. I've mentioned before a, a lever-style doorknob. Yeah. If you have an armful of groceries, it's a lot easier to just kind of hit that with your elbow rather than having to Absolutely. grab a knob and, and twist it. So it's really a, it allows for a, a flexibility, and it's also for a more inclusive community. So if you have family members, neighbors, uh, loved ones who may have a disability and may not be able to maneuver a flight of stairs all that easily, they'll be welcomed into your home just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it sounds obvious folks would want to have these universal design features. Some of the ones that you just mentioned, uh, you know, we we would want to have them uh, in our home. But if we, if we don't have them uh, now, I mean, why would, uh, hard way to ask this, uh, why would folks want these features if they don't need them now, I guess. I mean, you know, I, I say I can walk up a flight of steps or I can turn the knob on the hand of the door now, but why why would I want to go ahead and get the universal features even if I don't need them? Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes <laughs> sense. And that's something we hear quite frequently. Uh, well, everybody listening to this is aging. We're all aging. No. <laughs> and um, as we age, we're far more likely to need these features, and it's best to have them readily available. Mm-hmm. So we all want to stay at home as we age. The AARP does a national survey on about an annual basis, and about 90% stays pretty consistent of us want to stay in our own homes mm-hmm. as we age. Mm-hmm. So the features don't stand out as being specifically for older adults or people with disabilities, like I mentioned, having a little bit of a wider doorway or having more space to maneuver in a bathroom. Mm-hmm. They're features that are attractive and intuitive and easy to use for people of all ages and abilities. Mm-hmm. It, uh, are you saying then that uh, maybe changes in our home design as we're getting older could maybe keep us out of a nursing home, for example? Absolutely. Um, universal design really works well for everyone. And you think about going to the bathroom, for example, mm-hmm. if suddenly you're unable to walk or need a mobility device and have to be able to go through that doorway in yeah. order to get to the yeah. bathroom and do it independently. If you're suddenly unable to do that because of the structure of your home, then uh, that can cause a problem. So it, these features really can make a difference between being able to stay in your own home or having to go into a nursing facility or institution. So it's better to uh, have them and not need them and right. need them and not have them. Right. So Spend a little minute, bit of money now too and yeah, exactly. Wow. Really, it's all about planning ahead. So talking about money, um, I'm kind of guessing that um, folks who have a home already maybe would need to retrofit, you know, using your example, the bathroom, a doorway, et cetera, to, to kind of fit the needs. And I guess the first reaction is that's that's going to be kind of expensive to do that. 
Well, there are resources available for people who want to modify their homes or their existing homes so they can stay in their homes. And that's part of the 50 plus action plan as well. But uh, there's so those programs, there's some to the county and some to the state. And we'll talk about how people can access those resources a little bit later. But that's really not the ideal approach. That's why we're talking about universal design and promoting it as a concept. So mm -hmm. when people are looking at homes, building homes, or making modifications, that they do it right the first time. Mm -hmm. So if you're putting in a new doorway or remodeling your bathroom anyway, if you put in a 32-inch door versus a 28-inch door, mm. it's not going to cost you any more at the time when you're putting in a new doorway. Okay. But if five years down the road, you need to use a mobility device and are no longer able to get through that 28-inch door, it's going to cost significantly more to mm -hmm. have to rip that door out right. and make that modification afterwards. So, And when you compare it to being able to maneuver and manipulate getting in and out of the bathroom independently versus the cost of having to have somebody come in and assist you in mm -hmm. doing that yeah. or maybe even having to go to a, an alternate living placement because you're unable to get in yeah. and out of the bathroom, yeah. the cost really pays for itself. Not only financially, but other other costs as well. Yeah, are there um, Are there requirements to have some of these things in building code, or are there like decades or years when things have made changes? In other words, if I have a home that was built in the 60s, am I going to be looking at there weren't as many universal design things as are in the 80s or, I mean, kind of a broad question, but. Yeah, well, it's it's something that's really catching on in, in housing design now. And it mm. used to be a, a relatively uh, new concept, but it's really gaining a lot of popularity and momentum. Mm -hmm. And that's why Fairfax County is really on top of it. Mm. But as far as requirements go, of course, we know about the physical accessibility requirements in public places. Um, you see no step entries and mm -hmm. accessible bathrooms and restaurants and count Fairfax County facilities. And uh, and then in housing, there are basic Fair Housing Act requirements, and it only applies to multifamily housing. Mm. So that's uh, apartment buildings, okay. and there's, there's requirements for some of those ho homes to have basic accessibility requirements. But that's about it. So it's really when it comes to single family homes mm -hmm. where there really aren't any significant um, universal design right. uh, requirements. Yeah. yeah. So if, if I have this on my radar when I'm building a home or getting ready to buy a home, um, and I'm thinking it, you know, I'm planning ahead, it may be a good idea, or I'm thinking, I don't want to do this because it's, it's not going to help me in any way or you know, a lot of folks, unfortunately, maybe think of the, the, the money cost. So you look at your home as an investment. So would universal design uh, help uh, increase my home's value, per se, if I, you know, if I'm looking to come in there and stay five years and, you know, then sell? Would that actually be a benefit? Absolutely. Just like if you remodel your kitchen and put in granite countertops or whatever the, the current mm -hmm. home trends are, when it's done properly, it can really right. add to the wow. marketability okay. of your of your home. And that's another benefit of doing it right the first time yeah. and making modifications in advance because what so often happens is that people have to make modifications to their homes in kind of a... a stressful situation yeah, because it's yeah. getting somebody home from the hospital or a nursing facility after an injury or fall. But when you do it properly ahead of time, 
uh, it's aesthetically pleasing. I mentioned before the some of the accessible features and universal design features that people may be familiar with in public, but it's a completely different ballgame when you're looking at making these modifications in your own home. Mm. You can have a wide variety of style features, so thinking about something like a, a grab bar, um, don't um, think about what you see at a restaurant because you can right, really have right. some dynamic, really nice stuff that, that doesn't look at all institutional. It blends mm, in really yeah. well. Uh, oftentimes, even just where you'd put a, a towel rack or even a, a toilet paper holder, right. have those reinforcements behind the wall because uh, then those supports will be there if yeah. you need them. Wow. Okay. And then it, it makes your home more desirable to a larger group of potential home buyers That's when you true. want to sell it That's a true. little further down the road. Cool. We're talking with uh, Matt Barkley, the director of the Disability Services Planning and Development Program here on the uh, Fairfax 50 Plus podcast. And um, understand that promoting universal design is, is one of the initiatives of the Fairfax 50 Plus Community Action Plan. Uh, maybe you know, just kind of give you the open mic. Tell us a little bit more about that if you can. Well, Fairfax County has been very supportive of universal design for many years, extending back even further than the, the last a version of the community, the 50 plus community action plan. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that point, it established the the building for all committee that that you mentioned, which is a public private partnership that promotes universal design. And it also established a universal design ombudsman um, that works with Fairfax County's Department of Public Works and Environmental Services. Mm -hmm. And that helps people navigate the building code process if they want to make a types of modifications to their homes or if they need to construct a no-step entry or something. So uh, it's something that really benefits older adults. So it's really been embraced by the 50-plus uh, plan as a, a key initiative to keep older adults in their own homes for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. So what's being done to implement the universal design initiative? Well, we're really taking it on a couple ways, okay. uh, mostly through the, the Building for All Committee. And one major initiative is to connect people who need modifications to stay in their own homes, mm. uh, need resources to be able to do that, and to connect people with those resources. So we're putting together a, a guide that will enable people to find resources, mm. uh, builders, uh, programs that can help people okay. make modifications that will enable them to stay in their own homes. And then the other key part of that is really promoting the idea uh, through our public-private partnership yeah, yeah. of BFAC, and that's uh, working with uh, builders, architects, realtors, uh, people who are in the market for a new home, as well as people who are in need of universal design features when they're looking for a home, kind of connecting all the dots mm-hmm. and putting those people mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. to ultimately increase the number of universally designed homes being constructed yeah. in the county. Have you found that the building community, designers, other folks kind of in the industry, are they receptive to universal design? Is it a concept that's that's being taken on and, and growing? It, absolutely. It's something that I've been working on for a number of years in, in different spots in the, the country. And whereas before it was really foreign and uh, kind of met with uh, some hesitation mm-hmm. because it was seen as maybe like an, a potential additional uh, regulation yeah, right, or right, something. Right. But but now people are seeing it as a concept, as a design feature that people want in their homes, mm-hmm. just like a, a, 
uh, just like any Something other home feature. Yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, and whatever the 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 trends are. But yeah. this is one that's really meant to last, yeah. and it it hmm. keeps people in their own homes. It's good for the community. So uh, it's really something that we have a, a number of builders and realtors actually that actively participate in building for all committee activities. Awesome. And uh, yeah, it's great to have their perspective because yeah. they're the, really the people that are out there working with this stuff day yeah. to day. Yeah. Okay. A couple of more questions before we wrap it up. I know you've made some good points about universal design already, but are there a, a couple of more, two or three may, maybe main points for folks to remember? Well, I guess not necessarily points, but just really kind of trying to rethink the way we think about our homes. And mm -hmm. I had started out with kind of an analogy of a can opener. Right. If you think back to the old uh, Navy can can openers that we used to have how you to navigate a opening a can and now that how easy it is to to grab those big comfortable can openers where you hardly have to twist your wrist right, right. And, and they'll open themselves basically and really making that same analogy between how our houses how many houses are currently being built to how they should be built mm. and it's uh creating a space where everyone is welcome and everyone can succeed where as homeowners work in control of the environment rather than restricted by it. And I mentioned doing it right the first time mm -hmm. a couple of times as a cost-saving measure and to incorporate even the simplest universal design features into the design stages of a new home or even when renovations are being done anyways, ultimately reduce costs. And all of our living situations change as we progress through life. Mm -hmm. Yet most designs don't allow for it. Yeah. Only universal design is truly a home for a lifetime. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm as you were talking, I'm envisioning my home with the 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 simple the one step down from the foyer to the to the living room, for instance, or the two steps down into the to the you know the den or the family room as we call it. So just some simple things like that. Universal design. It, it you know you think about it and it's an impact on on your life and where you're living. Um, how can folks listening right now find out more about the Universal Design Initiative? Are there is there a website, a phone number, or email address? What can you give us? Well, people can get directly involved with Universal Design and the Building for All Committee by visiting our website, and it's www.fairfaxcounty.gov slash universal design. And on there, they'll find contact information for myself, our universal design ombudsman. And we'd really like people to actually join the Building for All Committee. Mm -hmm. Like we said, it's a public-private partnership. So if this is something that's of interest to people, we'd love to have you come to a meeting. Um, we can People can call me directly at 703-324-5868. I can be emailed at Matthew dot barkley at fairfaxcounty.gov that's m-a-t-t-h-e-w dot b-a-r-k-l-e-y at fairfaxcounty.gov and for and of course through the fairfax 50 plus initiatives there's a number of ways that people mm -hmm. can get involved there mm -hmm. as well okay we've been uh, talking on this edition of the fairfax 50 plus podcast with matt barkley director of the disability services planning and development program about universal design and its importance and matt uh final thought from you in the last 10 15 seconds that we have key point key takeaway just just something final you'd like folks to to remember i want people to, to do it right the first time when they're making those home modifications and just reinforcing that a universal design home is a home for a lifetime mm, awesome good 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 uh, thought to remember mm -hmm. as we wrap it up thanks for being with us 
Thank you. For more information on uh, county services and recreation for all older adults, you can go online to fairfaxcounty.gov slash older adults or call 703-324-7948. The TTY number is 711. And as Matt said, you can call him at 703-324-5868 or visit fairfaxcounty.gov slash universal design to learn more about universal design. Fairfax 50 Plus is produced twice monthly by the Fairfax County Virginia government. We thank you for listening. Thank you.